Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Dad, we have 30 seconds to ourselves. Go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How right. it should be. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. He's Michael Borky. Richard Cross is doing God knows what right now. He'll be back with us in 20 seconds. Uh, unfortunately, until it's going to be I less than 20 seconds. I want everyone to know what I think of Richard Cross in the meantime. <laughs> I want up. everybody to know the truth about Richard Cross. I don't even He's know what a you great said, guy. Stop it. He's a great person, and I love him very much. Hey, Dad, I'm looking forward oh, to I'm, you using the video that I sent you last night. I'm looking forward to you, – you saved that, right? Uh, the one you sent last night. Hold I on. sent you one late last night as a I'm sorry for – photoshopping your head on Baxter the dog's body with Richard ah. talking to you. Yeah, I, I got. I, I sent you a, re, a revenge I, I video. Didn't, I didn't look at this. I'll have to look at it later. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have that. <laughs> All I know a is miniature I hope, Buddha covered in hair. Yeah, I, I hope Michael Borky gets paid by the meme video because he uh, <laughs> is so he is He's lining big himself he is. up for a hefty Christmas bonus here. At the uh, the end of the year. I've got one scheduled, if you guys know the date, for December 23rd. What, do you I guys do know, know what date. December that 23rd is? December is? the 23rd. That's the Festivus. Festivus. Yes, I've got oh, one okay. scheduled for that day, too. But I, I found this app. I, I learned about this app, for those of you that aren't following. I uh, tweeted some videos with Richard and Haydad and I's face on them from movies, and one of them was Three Guys Dancing. Uh, really good moves we have, by the way. I mean, coordinated and everything. It is the best I've ever danced. Yeah, I mean, it looked that. good. But I, uh, it was like 10.30. I had a football game on TV, and I was playing with this app, cackling at putting Richard and Haydad's faces on various movie scenes that I could come up with. I, I mean, I did Anchorman. I did Hangover. I did The Other Guys, which is the movie Haydad, the shaved thing, the beard and... That, that's where that came from. The other guys. Um, Seinfeld. I mean, I, I was just... My stomach hurts from laughing so hard putting their faces on different movie scenes. 
killed me. You, you could do a scene from Karate Kid, and you wouldn't even have to put a uh, a face on. on <laughs> you don't have to do like Let me see if the app has Karate Kid. I bet it does. Yeah. Hey, that definitely should be Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. And Super Talk TV, glad to be with you one week from Christmas. Hope you had a great weekend. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studio, Pearl River Resort, home of the sports book at the Golden to Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at pearlriverresort.com. And why don't you hit us up on the uh, C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge. With gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. Learn more at cspire.com slash business. So, whew, what a weekend. Uh, and there's so many different uh, tentacles to the weekend. Obviously, there is the uh, the recruiting angle of it. There is basketball. There is NFL. There's a whole lot of stuff that happened over the last couple of days. Why did, you, why did you look at me funny when I said tentacles? That's that's an interesting word. I mean, like, if, if, if the we, this is the weekend, it's like the tentacles, like all the little angles, directions we can go from, from the weekend itself. I, I don't normally think of tentacles in a, uh, a positive manner. Well, tell me about your Christmas party. There's a tentacle. It was fun. We had a good time. Oh, this is the part where Hey Dad forgets we're on the radio. And he thinks, it was well, I mean, fun, we had a good time, is an appropriate response for a three-hour radio I, show when we're just kind of getting, easing into things. I got a, one, one of my, you, you're, a, you're a big bourbon guy, right? One of uh, my, uh... That's nice. What? I said, yes. That's not nice. the appropriate question, answer to my question. <laughs> I asked a question that's a yes or no question. <laughs> sure, why not? Yes. Okay. I got a bottle. One of my uh, my guests brought me a bottle of Elijah Craig single batch. He said, nice. thanks for having us over. Is, yeah. is that a good bottle? I'm not a bourbon guy. That is that is good. That's very good. Okay. You, you will enjoy that. Well, if if you choose right. to partake, I think uh, you will enjoy that. Well, if you ever show up at my house, <laughs> you, can, you can have a drink with me because I don't drink a lot of bourbon. So, But that I appreciate the gesture of we had, a, we had a good crowd. I think we had, like, at one point, probably like 40, 50 people in the house. Food was good. Everybody told me, told me my wife's food was good, and I agreed with them on that one. And uh, it was fun. Alex uh, Alex came up from uh, from Jackson to, uh, to, to to enjoy the evening with us. Very nice. Very nice. The uh, the video that I saw looked good. The the, the video yeah, the that, spread, like, where yeah. you, like, showed the entire spread. I like, I like doing the, the, the spread, yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was outstanding. Um, I feel like, and I don't know that it was this way in Starkville, but, but everywhere I went or anywhere I was around people this weekend, everybody was talking about recruiting and that's kind of, are we, are we using recruiting as the big term? I mean, because recruiting forever has meant high school players coming yeah. into your program this is a different kind of deal with portal recruiting why, why don't we shopping, just call whatever. it let's call it free agency it's what it is well i mean and it's not like people take that so negative it's not negative 
guy hits the transfer portal, he's a free agent. So we can we can call it portal recruiting if you want. I, I like using those kind of terms: free agency, training camp. You know, I know people around here like college football more than the NFL, understandably so. But there are some things we can take from the NFL, like the phrase "training camp," because it doesn't happen in the fall. Don't call it fall camp. Transfer portal recruiting. No, free agency. Let's call it what it is. It's free agency. Maybe the most impressive thing I saw all weekend, Mississippi State got, uh, I guess, a commitment out of Gulfport from Kai McClendon. Hey, I saw a picture of him online. That is is a good-looking young defensive lineman. I don't know that I've seen a picture. Does he look like you or something? No, have you not seen the picture? They took a picture of Cam Franklin <laughs> and stuck him in there oh. and said, Mississippi State gets a commitment from Kai McClendon out of Gulfport. <laughs> Cam Franklin well, responded to it with like the scratching his chin emoji. <laughs> I was oh. like, what? Was, I don't know. It was a fine I, I offensive like, lineman out of Gulfport. I was like, does for, he look uh, like Cross? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had not seen that that particular picture, but yes, he did commit to Mississippi State. Yeah, we also had the start of uh, bowl season uh, this weekend as well, so we can uh, we can get into some of those things this afternoon. So let's just kind of jump in to the uh, as Borky likes to call it, free agency in college football, because man, there was a lot over the course of the weekend. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, I mean, you're you're kind of riding high right now. And if you are a Mississippi State fan, I think you got questions. But like there, there's some some good things that happened over the weekend for Mississippi State, but I do think there are questions as well, and it's causing lots of uncomfortable questions to be asked, right? We talked about this. Like it doesn't really matter what the issue is. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Mississippi State and Ole Miss get compared to each other in everything that they do. And when one is doing well, it causes the other fan base anguish, or it causes uh, you know, questions to be asked and disgruntledness to happen and all of those things. And so there's some disgruntledness to happen. Yes, that was the phrase that I used. Nailed it. I think you uh, I think you gave me a little... <laughs> I, I did. I did. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's true. And, and understandably so to a degree, but I saw some people, and I was talking to a state fan friend of mine over the weekend, and he was like, I'm just frustrated that we are not in on guys like Princely. And my response was, you shouldn't expect to be in on guys like him right now. Now, if you're entering year four of Jeff Lebby and you're still not involved in high-level portal guys, then you can come talk to me about what's going wrong. But there there are a lot of these guys that want to go play for a team with their one year of eligibility left that want to win. Or they have one year left before they can declare for the NFL. It's I want to go somewhere that I want to win. That's what Barron and Princely and Nolan and quarterbacks like Cam Ward and and Dylan Gabriel they they have in their mind one year left. They want to spend that year not rebuilding, being part of a rebuild. They want to spend that year competing for a championship and also getting a lot of money. That that that's a, a side thing. So. When you call what Jeff Lebby took over a a build, that means you have to build. You have to get to a certain point. You're not at that point yet, and that's okay. Expecting to be there at the snap of a finger is unrealistic. 
Let's talk about the weekend that was for Ole Miss. When we come back, we'll also uh, get to some of your messages on the C Spire text line and talk about what might be on the horizon. That's coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi just getting started in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back right after this. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Back on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Monday afternoon. Hey, Dad, did you hear the uh, did you hear the good news? I nope. can't wait to find out what the good news is. What is the good news? Today's the only day Porky will be here this week. Huh? Okay, when we mess with you, it's not that direct. I mean, that was just a... <laughs> just a bunch in the gut. I didn't. I didn't mean to say. I'm sorry. I, I didn't think I said that loud. He was trying to, to whisper it, it to me. I, I was I mean, just He didn't know you were listening. And I even hey, covered my mouth so you wouldn't see. Why? Why are you listening to our private conversations? Good grief! All right, but ouch! That uh, that one stung a little. Good grief! Uh oh. Uh oh, Borky. What happened? Oh, we've got friends from out of town who are now taking your clips from Twitter and sending them to my wife. <laughs> hey, in ah. fairness, you looked good in in that clip. It was Haydad that was Baxter the dog. No, this is the dance. This is the oh. dancing three that she sent. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's unpack the weekend for for both Ole Miss and for Mississippi State commitments through the uh, the transfer portal. Uh, it is ongoing. Should we start, like, rewind to Friday and work our way forward, or should we start with the most recent stuff and, and work back toward the weekend? Uh, let's go recent, work backwards. Well, the most recent is one that, that grabs some attention. Hey, Dad, we talked on Friday, I guess it was, about the Cameron Richardson entering the transfer portal, and it took a couple of days before he exited the transfer portal. Uh, the former Mississippi State corner, is now committed to Ole Miss. And I was actually, th- I mean, we talked very candidly about this when no destination was known for him. And you pointed out that it was kind of crazy that he didn't have a career interception and, mm-hmm. you know, that the takeaways had not been part of his game. And all that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a little bit of a weird stat, especially knowing that. There've been a bunch of balls that has went went his way because people were throwing away from Emmanuel Forbes uh, a season ago. But the other part of that is he's graded pretty highly, and in comparison to defensive backs on Ole Miss's team, graded out higher per Pro Football Focus than any of the DBs on Ole Miss's team. He had I think it was seven passes defended last year which was a number that it was more than DeAndre Prince and more than one other and then matched. Who am I thinking about, Borky? Um, oh, uh, Anthony. Dejan Anthony. Anthony. He had seven passes defended as well. This feels like 
I think, an important pickup for Ole Miss in the portal. It is. Um, and you, you can look at this two different ways if you'd like to. He would have been Ole Miss's best cornerback last season. He would, he would have been the, yeah. the best defensive back on their team a year ago. Now you can say, well, that's because they didn't have good enough ones or because he's great, depending on what, how, what angle you want to look at that. But I think that he would have been their primary cover wide receiver one defense. I know college doesn't really work like that like they do in the NFL, but he would have been their best, I believe. I think maybe the question here, hey, Dad, how big of a deal is this in your mind that a multi-year starter at a position leaves Mississippi State and transfers to Ole Miss? Well, I mean, you can just take Ole Miss out of the equation. The State didn't need to lose any more starters defensively. You know, Richardson, you know, despite the weird interception thing, has been had been State's best corner last year. And you know now now state's replacing both uh, starting cornerbacks at, the, at at this point with some guys who are quite frankly inexperienced and they haven't had any success in the transfer portal uh, trying to bring in replacements for those guys th- this off season. So you know the the, the Ole Miss thing is I mean it, you know does it sting? Obviously it stings some, but it's just losing him. Period. That, that that's the bigger issue. Yeah. And I guess it's, what, twice in three years. We saw it with Malik Keith a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I, maybe, I don't know, is that one different? Is this different from that? I, I feel like, and this may come across as sour grapes, but it's the truth, and that's that's all I can tell you, is that Malik Keith was encouraged to leave Mississippi State. That he was he was not going to be part of that team one way or the other. He ends up at Ole Miss and had a great season. Now he's in the NFL. Playing, playing football. And it's having a nice, so good for a him. nice year. Yeah. Having a nice rookie year in the NFL. But he was not going to come back to Mississippi State. State would have taken DeCameron Richardson back. They didn't, they didn't want to lose him. Yeah. So that's the, the most recent. And people are still very much waiting on a decision from Walter Nolan. Talk to people who say... It's done, or it's very, very close to done, or maybe there's one little thing that they're still working through. But it's still you want to see that publicly if you're an Ole Miss fan, and what has already been a very, very good portal haul for Ole Miss would be catapulted if the number one defensive player in the portal uh, ultimately commits to Ole Miss. And then you still got to get him to class also, right? I mean, you... you Saying I am committed is not the same as you are enrolled in class and therefore, I mean, it feels like once guys in the portal commit, it's over. I mean, often they start the enrollment process on their visit if that last visit is the one that they commit on. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And you do also have the uh, the intercession that starts on January 2nd as well. So maybe with some of those portal guys, you kind of get them rolling right away. But that's hanging out in the balance. There's a defensive back from L.A. There are a lot of players that are still out there, and it doesn't appear that Ole Miss is done yet uh, as they continue to build. Uh, Juice Wells, um, South Carolina wide receiver. This is another one where the school where he is leaving, the people that are there, I think deep down would really prefer to have him back. But since they're not getting him back, they're – uh, he mailed it in, uh, injured, didn't fight through it, couldn't play. 
But all you have to do is turn on the highlights from when he was healthy, and you're like, oh, yeah, that that, that juice wells. Yeah. Uh, what is it, 2,800 career yards, 28 touchdowns or, or something like that. He can play outside. He can play slot. Uh, I mean, he, he's when healthy, he's a, a special talent. And I had somebody again ask me last night, well, you know, they've got Harrison Watkins. Why would they spend money on Wells? Well, because that eliminates a question. Because it, let's pretend for a second that they didn't sign Wells and they didn't add another wide receiver. They were just going to go with what they had. You know what Harris can do. You know what Watkins can do. But you need more than two receivers to be effective in this offense and to win at the level that they're going to expect to, right? And so after that, it's, can Aiden Williams take the next step? Question mark. Can Deion Smith's game translate to this level? Question mark. Is Caden Lee ready to take a step forward? Question mark, right? Juice Wells is not a question mark. You know that he can produce at the highest level in the SEC, and his best two games a year ago were against Tennessee, who was a top-10 team, and Clemson on the road. So you know that Juice Wells can produce at this level, at a high, high level. You don't know that Aiden Williams can do that. You don't know that Deion Smith can do that. You don't know that any other receiver you have on your roster can do that. That's why you pay Juice Wells. Are you trying to win in 2024? Well... Get a third receiver that you know can produce at this level as opposed to leaving a question mark out there at that position in that offense. A couple of defensive players from Tennessee, Tyler Barron, the edge rusher, Tamarian McDonald, the safety, Princely, Umami Ellen, uh, the edge rusher from Florida, the number one uh, edge rusher. I'm, I'm having to look at it before I say it, but I know how many syllables and I remember what they are. <laughs> Just put them together. In the uh, in the right order, at uh, at this point, and then some other pieces that have have been added as well. But those are kind of some of the bigger names from over the course of the weekend. What is evident, and there are a lot of people that have talked about this, and we may have or may not have, is you know people are, are using the phrase "all in," like Ole Miss is going all in, and it's it's interesting that the the twenty twenty three season is not over. Right, there's still a bowl game to be played. A uh, a New Year's Six game against Penn State in the Peach Bowl, and yet so many people have already turned their attention to 2024. I mean, this is not the Texas Bowl against Texas Tech, and people are looking ahead to, oh, we'll wait till next season, and and it's a different type deal. It, it's not your typical, we'll wait till next year, we'll get them. It's 12 team playoff. Third-year starter returning at quarterback, a lot of pieces. All the chips go to the middle of the table and see what happens. It's the window conversation that people talk about, like the L.A. Rams. They saw a window, they attacked it. Ole Miss has a window right now. In this era, how often are you going to return quarterback, running back, two receivers, tight end? How often are you going to get that, especially multi-year starters at each position? Maybe never again. Take advantage while you can. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi.
Hey, Dad, I got to admit, you in the, um, kind of in the, uh, the metro tight pants with the penny loafers, that's a good look for you, man. I don't, I don't know if they make them in my size just yet, but I'm going to keep working on that, and I'll those, see if those, I can't make those it Those dance moves. I mean, those I do. Dance. I have dance moves now, so, you know. Everybody who's at the Christmas party saw them. If you told me I had to dance in real life the way the guy in, in the video with my head on it that Borky made is dancing, mm-hmm. other otherwise my life would come to an end. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would hope run. that I have lived well and that my family will be yeah. taken care of by, by loved ones that are left behind. Cause that'd be it. Yeah. Not happening. I am not made that way. Let's, let's hit some C Spire text line and then we will, uh, we'll go to Mississippi State's weekend. 601-879-4395. Congratulations to this guy. He says, speaking of food, I'm on vacation all week. And I've got the Blackstone rolling this afternoon. I mean, that's you're you're winning on a Monday. Um, Norell White must have wanted to be a starter from the get go. Yeah, so that was a weird little piece of drama last night where he went to Twitter and, I guess, in not so many words, said that he was decommitting from Ole Miss, and then that got deleted, and then there was another tweet, and then he deleted it as well, and. Kind of radio silence since then. Most people seems to, uh, seem to think that um, whatever the issue was has been addressed and they're okay moving forward. Uh, I guess we'll see on Wednesday when we do have high school national signing day. It really used to be a thing. It did. It's, it's kind of a thing now, but uh, less so. James in Hattiesburg. This is a state from, uh, from a state fan. Hey, Dad, please comment. Not sure why y'all would want a corner that's played 45 career games and still doesn't have an interception, but thanks for taking him off our hands. Okay. Um, clown or sugar bush or no. sugar bud or whatever. He, what? Don't call him that. Rosebud. I can't figure out how to change it, by the way. Once it's saved, I'm locked in. I can't change his name, but no. I told him... Because of his aggressive energy on requesting the change name, uh, the name change, he's not getting it. He's got to be nicer about asking for it. Okay. You can't demand us do things for you. We're we're not. He he has he has been nicer as of late. He anyway. has until the name change demand. He's talking about the Cameron Richardson. He says, "Well, the only reason the kid is ranked high is because he's tall, but he has no football knowledge and no break ball speed, and he is not a ball hawk. He takes bad angles." I certainly did not watch as much football over the last three years at Mississippi State as Brian Haydad did. I'm not sure that all of these criticisms are accurate. I mean, is DeCamrian Richardson a first-team All-American cornerback? No, but he's a pretty good player who has played for four years in the SEC, better part of four years, and has two solid seasons' worth of starts. That's not nothing. I thought he was much better the previous season than he was last year. Okay. When it was his turn to be the guy, he, he, he didn't do as well as I thought he would. Um, Debbie and Ocean Springs says, Borky, have a safe trip and happy holidays to all of you. 
Thank you. I don't know what that means to all of us or to all of your family, but nevertheless, thanks. Thanks, Debbie. Always good to hear from you. Hope the stroganoff was good this weekend. It looked good. All right, hey, now let's walk through the uh, the weekend it was for Mississippi State because they added some commitments through the portal. A lot of names. Uh, starting to be a lot of names. And I guess let's start with a, a name that is familiar in Mississippi. That's McKaylin Pounders or Mac Pounders, yeah. who transfers from Memphis. He was graded very, very highly as an offensive lineman uh, this year at the University of Memphis. So originally committed to Mississippi State, flipped to Ole Miss. Ole Miss then told him that they didn't have a place for him. There are a lot of people that say that Ole Miss did him wrong on that and may very well have. Um, Mississippi State did not pick him back up when he was back in. He ends up going to Memphis, and now Mississippi State gets him the second time around. This feels like an important addition yeah. on the offensive line for the Bulldogs. Yeah, if you want to you want to find a real positive for Mississippi State in this portal recruiting cycle, it's on the offensive line because between adding Pounders and Ethan Miner, you you're putting a, a you're putting together a, a pretty good group up front uh with what you've got there. So, yeah, Pounders had a, a really good career at Memphis. I think only gave up one sack uh, a season ago and it's become a really good left tackle in the AAC. Obviously, it's a step up in competition here, but he was getting offers from from Auburn, from LSU. I think Ole Miss made a little bit of a run at him, but I'm pretty sure that bridge is as burned as any bridge could ever possibly be in this world. So, yeah, it's a good pickup for State. They they need that's a guy that I think they really really want. You know, you hear about like get him in the room and get him, you know, make he can't get out of the room. He's got a side. That that's a guy they wanted to have commit and and be a part of this program. And they were able to get that done. So, couple of guys on the offensive line, pieces that were necessary. Um, let's just stay on the offensive side. Pair of tight ends as well. Um, Buffalo tight end Brothers. Cam Ball, Vanderbilt tight end Justin Ball. Yeah, couple of. Uh, what are the odds that you have two brothers play tight? It's it's just weird. Um, Interestingly enough, you know Justin Ball was on a, vis- a visit last weekend here to Mississippi State, but there's a lot of you know it, it's rumor or hype or whatever that the other brother, the Cam Ball from Buffalo, is the guy that they're they're a little bit more interested in. They like them both, and State needs tight ends. We talked about that last year. Uh, you know, Ryland Gody didn't provide anything to Mississippi State. He had one catch on the season, and it came in the Egg Bowl. Um, and then, of course, with Spivey being ineligible. State had to really, you know, piece together its tight end room. So they're not going to leave a whole lot of doubt there. They already have Sedu Triori on campus, who transferred in earlier this year. Uh, and now they bring in the Ball brothers uh, and, and, and are probably looking. And they've got a, a high school tight end committed as well in Ja'Cory Whitted. So four tight ends in, in, in the last, basically coming in in this class. And Traori was the Arkansas State to Colorado to Mississippi State guy, right? Right. Correct. Correct. I wonder if that NCAA ruling had come a little bit earlier, What if he would have played this past season or not. Yes. If the ruling yeah. had come earlier, he would have been eligible. Yeah. Might have been eligible. So. I remember saying he's I a guy, I think... Arkansas State game two years ago, and it was mm-hmm. funny because the two tight ends in that game really popped. Traore for Arkansas State and Priestcorn for Memphis. And now two years later... Traore's going to be in yeah. a Mississippi State uniform, and Preschool will be in his second season in a uh, in an Ole Miss uniform. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I mean, if you count him as part of this class, 
Traore is probably the most important player State's getting, along with Pounders and, and Minor at this point. So State's tight end room, it, it just looks a lot better on paper than it did, obviously, this time a year ago when they were just trying to piece things together, switching from the air raid. Uh, Pounders saying he would have been at Mississippi State two years ago had it not been for the clowns at Ole Miss. He was there for the taking if Mississippi State had wanted him still on signing day that year, right? Yeah, but obviously they felt like they that he had fallen prey and was playing games with Mississippi State, so the decision was made not to re-offer him at the time. Yeah. Um, defensive side? Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that if you really, really want to. Um, I thought you would want to. Uh, you you weren't correct. Um, State added uh, two transfers. <laughs> two transfers this weekend. Uh, Purdue defensive lineman. I'm going to do my best here. Uh, Suleiman Kapaka. And Memphis cornerback uh, Trey Wright, both have uh, committed to Mississippi State. And then in the recruiting por- portion of the game, of the class of 24, uh, EMCC linebacker Marcus Ross committed earlier today, as did uh, defensive back Cyrus Reyes from Taylor, Texas, or from Katy, High- Katy, Texas, Taylor High School. He was committed to Memphis previously. So, you know, you see with Reyes and with Wright, uh, bringing in uh, Barnes, the, the the defensive coordinator from Memphis, who was there last year. Uh, obviously, he likes those guys. He's high on them, and they'll be part of uh, State's class for this year. I feel like the folks at Memphis generally don't like Ole Miss. That might be changing. It's like Mississippi State that's yeah. kind of raiding the Memphis. They don't like State either. They, they don't like State either. But, I mean, that, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? The idea that oh, you're raiding Memphis's roster to get SEC football players, you know, and I, I mean, with Pounders, I feel like you're you're, you're okay. And I think other SEC teams offering him the number that did kind of bears that out. But these defensive guys, that's, State has not done done a great job in the portal defensively, considering the amount of playing time they have to offer. I'm assuming there's a connection here because Matt Barnes, the former defensive coordinator at Memphis, now on staff at Levy. I mean, is that the is that the natural tie? I think so. I think that I think that it is, but. You know, they may just like them. Sports Talk Mississippi, fast first hour. We will wrap it up with you coming up next right here in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Outside of my house, singing Silent Night. For any little thing that's gone wrong, Christmas makes it right. The children are singing Christmas carols, and everybody's holding hands. We've got that Christmassy feeling again. Singing joy to the world, and here comes Santa Claus. 
Mama's baking turkey, and Daddy's making popcorn balls. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Glad to have you along. The show is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Holly Jolly Holidays is still happening and will be through the first week of January, and that includes ice skating. Kids are going to be out of school. Maybe they're already out. Certainly going to be out later this week for the Christmas break. Need to get out of the house, find something to do. How about ice skating? You can do that at the uh, Old Armory Pavilion. It's the City Pavilion at the corner of University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard. Brian Haydad and Michael Borky broke the ice rink in back uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And it's, I mean, it's good to go. Weather's been perfect. Uh, they, they, you remember how hot it was for a while in early December last year, and they had issues with the ice melting? It has been perfect this year and uh, has really, really rocked along. So check it out. Visit OxfordMS.com. You can go there for uh, times that they are open, the full schedule, and uh, don't forget to shop local during the holiday season. Visit OxfordMS.com. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky. The uh, ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Where is the ice skating? I missed that part. Uh, in Oxford. Uh, it is the old Armory Pavilion, which is now the Oxford City Pavilion, I guess. It's at the corner of University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard. So kind of across the street from Cheney's Walk-Ons, uh, right there at uh, the corner of University Avenue, across from Dunkin' Donuts, if you need another landmark, Little Caesars, The Shed Fitness, all that in that shopping center there, uh, right across the street. So that's uh, that's where you can find it. and. Enjoy that during the holiday season. Oh, Oxford, I don't go there. <laughs> okay. Well, he got set up on that one. Think so? I feel like that was a setup. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, it's your loss, bud. Not mine. There. It's all right, pal. Everybody, other people will have fun ice skating in Oxford. Chief. <laughs> I was wondering if we're going to get a chief. Yep, yep. It was coming. Uh, let's see here. Preston in Fulton, this feels like it might be kind of a trolling comment question. I'll try to make sense of it. It doesn't. Why are state fans so mad about what Ole Miss is doing? Oh, why are state fans mad about what Ole Miss is doing, saying that Ole Miss is promising money that they don't even have? It's kind of sad. That's from Preston in Fulton. Preston, if that's something that you concern yourself with and you're an Ole Miss fan, then you are falling into the intended trap. And if you're a Mississippi State fan, then believe whatever you want to believe. The bottom line is on this portal thing is Ole Miss has figured out how to navigate the portal really, really well. And it's the combination of Lane Kiffin and his staff and Walker Jones and the whole crew at the Grove Collective and Ole Miss fans who are involved with it all kind of working together. Hey, look, this is, I suppose, a different conversation. Historically, Ole Miss has not done a great job of everybody pulling in the same direction. Right? You, you've had... 
one group that kind of wanted one thing and another group that kind of wanted another thing, and maybe the administration was hoping for something and the coaching staff was hoping for something, and everybody was kind of doing their own thing. Ole Miss has gotten its ducks in a row over the last two years with regard to their collective and how to effectively work the transfer portal. And I'm not saying it's going to last forever. I Believing anything is forever in this era of college football is probably a fool's errand. But the texter who says, it's short-lived, enjoy it, Rebels. Yeah, you should. I, I don't know that that's the sentiment necessarily that you're passing along, but it's rolling right now. And you might as well enjoy it and... See where it goes. Is it sustainable? Can it be done year after year after year? I I have no idea. But I know that right now it's moving in a positive direction. Uh, To Sports Talk Mississippi. Forgive me if you've already mentioned Uh this, but what positions would Haydad still like to see State fill in transfers and recruits? Wide receiver, um, defensive tackle, defensive end, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, cornerback, safety, basically all of them on the defense. I mean, they, they need to get some players there. They need to get some proven guys there. They don't have any right now. we got winners and losers. That's how we will start the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get to more of your questions on the C Spire text line and a whole lot more. We're back with you right after this. Are we going to do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Early fourth quarter in the the famous Toastery Bowl, which used to be the Bahamas Bowl, but due to stadium renovations, they are playing it at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte in Western Kentucky. Just tighten things up a little bit. Nice pitch and catch with a hurdle and a race to the end zone to make it a two-score game. Old Dominion, well, they were in control. It was 35-14, to about to be 35-21 on what looks like a chilly afternoon turning into the evening in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's kind of a bum deal for those guys, right? I mean, they, they, they earned the right to play in the Bahamas Bowl, and instead they're in cold Charlotte? Yeah, true. It really is a nice stadium, and UNC Charlotte is a beautiful campus. It is. Weather stunk this week, too. Did you see the Panthers-Falcons game yesterday? Oh, by the way, uh, early loser, uh, the Falcons. What was that? But there was probably... 8,500 people at the Panthers-Falcons game. It was cold and monsooning the entire time with a one-win team on the field. Not good. Really, really affordable tickets if you wanted to go to that game. 45 cents. 
That was to sit in the upper deck. I mean, I, you could, like, for 30 bucks, sit down, like, on the 30-yard line, lower level. Probably could have gotten them for cheaper than that if you could find the people that actually had the tickets. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort, the home of not one but two 18-hole championship golf courses at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can book your tee time or... Uh, buy a gift certificate uh, by checking in with the people at Dancing Rabbit Golf or checking them out online at DancingRabbitGolf.com. C Spire text line is open, 601-879-4395. C Spire is customer-inspired, and certainly it is not too late for you to take advantage of some of their deals like the one that's online right now at cspire.com where you can get an iPhone 15 and an Apple Watch SE on them. To uh, learn about the deal, which is available with new line activations, visit cspire.com or stop by your local Cspire store. This offer ends at midnight tonight. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, winners and losers. All I do is win. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. We don't never win. We never What'd you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? It's that simple. That's how we classify them. The stuff you liked, that's a winner. The stuff you didn't like, that is a loser. Brian Haydad hitting the lead off today. Giving us a winner. I, I enjoyed watching the Cure Bowl. I'm going to give both teams, even though there was a loser in the game, I'm going to give both teams a winner because they survived maybe the worst rainstorm I've ever seen in a football game. That was like cinematic rain. That was the kind of rain you see like, all right, so like, did you ever watch the perfect storm? That's yes. the kind of rain they were dealing with out there on that boat. It was just a monsoon out there, and yet they played a perfectly good, exciting football game. Good start to bowl season uh, this past week, and we had some good games. Looking forward to it to, uh, continuing uh, throughout. Do you see what Booger McFarland said after that game? What did he say? Uh, he said he loved playing in, in games like that, and guys on the field did as well, because you didn't have to go to the bathroom. Like You didn't have to leave the field, or <laughs> you just let it fly. I mean, I mean, I get it, but <laughs> so a bunch of guys out there just peeing on themselves, I guess, <laughs> tackling each other. In related uh, news, football players are gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the winner around here, how could it not be Pete Golding, though? I mean, I, I know they got Wells too, but Ole Miss's Portal Hall has been so heavily focused on defense. I mean, a guy that's already flying under the radar, they got the number one linebacker in the portal in Chris Paul Jr. They've got the top two rush ends in the portal from Florida and Tennessee. They got a safety from Indiana who's also, again, flying under the radar that had 85 tackles this past year. They get a defensive back from Tennessee. They get one from Mississippi State. It sounds like, I mean... uh, We'll see. It hadn't happened yet, but uh, Walter Nolan appears to be... Uh, Ole Miss appears to be the favorite for him, and that would be the number one defensive tackle in the portal. They are upgrading on that side of the ball 
uh, with players that... And what's interesting and good, if you're an Ole Miss fan, about their strategy is it's not like you're looking at, well, they got a safety that was the number five-star and the number two safety in the 2022 recruiting class that hadn't played much yet. Chris Paul Jr.'s played a ton of football, started multiple years in the SEC. Princely has started and been effective in the SEC. And on and on and on. You know exactly what these guys are capable of in this conference. You're not taking flyers on talented dudes that haven't produced yet at a previous school. You're bringing in guys with a year or two of of eligibility left that have produced at high levels, in a lot of these cases, multiple years in the best conference in football. And, And that changes things when you're talking about portal players and filling needs. You know exactly what you're getting with these guys. Here come the toppers. Just got an interception right after the touchdown. And so uh, they're back at it on the offensive side. Uh, I have a winner for you. Actually, I have two. Winner number one, Garrison Rippa. Who is that? You don't know him. He's a 5'10", 180-pound kicker from Locust Grove, Georgia, and Luella High School. He plays for Jacksonville State, and uh, basically he didn't do anything all year. He was their kickoff specialist against Louisiana Tech in the November 18th game. Kicked off five times with a couple of touchbacks. Fairly nondescript. But on Saturday, against the Raging Cajuns, Inside the Dome, he kicked his first career field goal and then was called upon in overtime to send it through the uprights from 27 yards out, and he did just that. A game winner from a true freshman who prior to three hours uh, earlier had never kicked a field goal in a college football game, and he wins it for Jacksonville State, who has a historic victory. This was their first season at the FBS level, they get in because there weren't enough teams to uh, fill out all the bowl slots, and then they um, they win. So they win a bowl game in their first season of FBS when they weren't even eligible to uh, to play in a bowl game. That's number one. Number two, and this is a two-headed monster from the FCS. I don't know if you caught any of South Dakota State on Friday night. Jackrabbits rise up 59 to nothing. They beat Albany. But the Montana-North Dakota State game was awesome. A double overtime win for Montana over North Dakota State. North Dakota State's head coach is leaving to go be a position coach at Southern Cal, and Montana beats them, and so they set up a match with South Dakota State in the national championship game in Frisco in a couple of weeks a team that they are 8-0 and against in the playoffs all time. So, um, but South Dakota State's won 28 games in a row. FCS playoffs have been great. Yeah, that's great. Sadly, that's... Michael Borky's language here. I know. That's two consecutive overtime wins on that field in the playoffs. Imagine being a fan getting to see that. And the, the, the scene in... Um, Bozeman or Missoula? Missoula. Montana is in... Montana's in Bozeman, and Missoula is in, and Montana State's in Missoula. No, 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 that's not right. Montana State. I was right, in, Missoula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montana's in Missoula. Sorry, thank you. 
Yeah. It really, just it's an old stadium. They haven't updated it in a while, but it's it's really cool looking. Like the whole situation there, the weather, it Monta- everything. It was Montana State that won, though. It was the Grizzlies. That's Montana. I thought Montana was the Bobcats. That's Montana State. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, hey, they're 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 way up there. It's fun. You can tell he's an ESPN employee. He can't keep these in-state universities and their rivals straight. My goodness. Bailed Man, it. I'm still I'm I'm still getting Bailed up it. to speed with the FCS stuff. Just just give me a give me a break. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's good football down there. And, and, you know, people talk about how the the portal is going to cause high school uh, players to lose opportunities. First of all, the math doesn't really work out on that. There's a finite amount of scholarships. There's the same number of spots. But lesser, quote-unquote, programs, group of five programs in the FCS will benefit by getting a little bit better players as the bigger schools fill out their rosters more with portal players than just all high school. So there will be a trickle-down effect, and schools like Montana and hopefully Furman will benefit from that. Any losers? When we come back, we will get to your losers and perhaps some more winners. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so... On Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, we get a uh, a winner on the ceasefire text line. I want to be sure we get this in. A perfect fifteen and zero. This year for the Harding Bisons at the Division II level. They won a national championship game on uh, Saturday. They outscored their opponents on the year 47-11. to But here's, here's the crazy number. The crazy number, guys. In the history of NCAA football, every level. D1, D2, D3. So FBS, FCS, D2, D3. Harding University, this year's team, is the first ever to rush as a team for over 6,000 yards. They run the flex bone. They ran for 6,351 yards this season. That number is staggering. The the net rushing was 61-61. I just... That's remarkable. So, congratulations to Harding, the D2 National Champions. Almost went to school there. That was my, uh, I'm going to give the football thing in college a shot. And then I was like, why why am I trying to be a preferred walk-on at a Division II school? What what is the end game here? And, uh, And I did not. Uh, Western Kentucky's made it a game, boys. It's a one-score game at the famous Toastery Bowl in Charlotte. Old Dominion leading 35-28 over the Hilltoppers. How about losers? Is it the uh, Falcons or the Cowboys that are the bigger loser of the NFL weekend? I mean, 
Goodness gracious. The Cowboys better hope they win that division because going on the road, even to an NFC South team, is going to be tough. They stink away from Dallas. They better win that division because truly stink outside of Dallas. Uh, Brock Purdy probably going to win the MVP now, which, man, he's not the most valuable player on his team, let alone the league, but that's how sports and awards work. The quarterback just gets it, and that's okay. The Falcons, my goodness, man. You are in a three-way tie for first. I know the tiebreakers didn't favor you. They favored the Bucks, but you're in a three-way tie for first in your division. You kind of control your own destiny. And you go up to Charlotte and play the hapless Panthers in front of nobody. Yes, it's raining, but in front tough, of nobody. Tough weather. Tough weather. And you lose to the Falcons. What a disaster of a franchise the Atlanta Falcons are. Hmm. Unimagined. Yeah. I, I yeah. could not fathom as a fan losing that game. I mean, there are they've had worse seasons. They lost a Super Bowl in which they were leading twenty-eight to three. <laughs> yeah, they did. That happened. But they lost to Tom Brady in that game. You know? I mean, they, they lost to Brady in Belichick. Despite how it's going with the Patriots right now, it's arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. People make that argument. You lost to the no-coach, awful, pathetic, terrible Panthers in front of an empty stadium. That's almost worse. Couldn't imagine being them today. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, what Panthers player after the game, by the way, uh, was asked about uh, what the win meant, and he laughed. Was it Derek Brown that laughed and said, "May have been." They're about to go on vacation, just like we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops! Um, yeah, another winner. No winning. Winning's so much more fun than losing. Um, Chris Beard and the Ole Miss men's basketball team. They are still undefeated, one of four teams in the country that is undefeated. They are now not just ranked in the coaches' poll, but also in the AP poll, so they'll actually have a number next to their name now on the uh, the bottom line if you watch one of their games on uh, on television. And they're just playing really good basketball. They ended up winning by 10 the other night. They led that game by, what, 24, 25 at one point? They're up. 18 with three minutes to go. And yeah, yeah, a little, maybe a little closer than they would have liked at the very end, but still a double digit win in a neutral site against a Cal team that, despite being three and six, a pretty talented Cal team. If you kind of go back and you pick apart their resume, they've been in some close games and like have had three games that they lost on the final possession. They almost played really well. And everybody did the kind of, look, be patient. Yes, Chris Beard's going to win at Ole Miss. But he's probably not going to win yet. Eh, they're going to win right now. I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was like, I mean, I don't think they're going undefeated this season. <laughs> that, that seems fairly unlikely. And look, that they, they may, I mean, I guess they could lose against Troy or against Bryant or against Southern Miss. Odds are they're going to be 13-0 going into SEC play. And odds are they're going to lose to Tennessee on the road in their SEC opener. But this is a good basketball team that certainly got good news over the weekend with uh, with Brandon Murray now being eligible. So both of the guys that people kept talking about, well, if you got these two guys, Musa Cisse and Brandon Murray, and this this could potentially be a tournament team. Well, they've gotten them both. 
and we'll see how that develops over the course of the year. But certainly they deserve to be on the winner's list. What else we got? Winners, losers, text line. I'm open to everything. Got a ton of text today. We certainly do. Let's start them. John says, winner, Houston Texans for beating the Tennessee fake Oilers with a bunch of backups. Was it J.J. Watt that um, that tweeted, we won the game, we get the logo, those are the rules? I think so, yeah. Uh, except uh, Kay Adams has other thoughts, and she owns the logo, so I don't guess that's yeah, well. going to uh, – I don't guess that's going to happen. Uh, loser, me for being a New York football Giants fan. We're just a bunch of darn losers, says Jeff. Yeah, but, uh, I mean – you had the quarterback whose agent dresses like a moron, and how cool is that story? Yeah. He's, oh, you liked that story last week. What's up with the Tommy DeVito hate all of a sudden? No, it's the way he was covered. Uh, I mean, he's Italian. Okay. We, we yeah, get he's it. he's really Italian. Uh, certainly, yeah. This is, this is Italian-American discrimination. Yeah, well, that that's too. You know, in this was house, real Tommy DeVito is an American hero. End of story. Uh, Brzee and Tano and and those guys were definitely discriminating against that Italian yesterday. My goodness, felt bad for him. I mean, he couldn't get protected okay. for anything, and also he needs to learn how to slide earlier. Jeez. Hey, Italians are tough guys, though. Hey, we don't hey did you see the Saints at the turn oh. right away? They, they got a sack in like the opening possession, and they immediately started doing that as a sack celebration, the, the whole Italian hand thing. And uh, uh, his dad was wearing, I assume, a custom-made shirt with that hand on it with the Italian flag. And, the again, his agent was wearing that full green suit. And uh, I, I wonder what that walk out of the Superdome was like after watching that disaster. Probably not fun. Speaking of not liking fun, that's Michael Borky. That's what he specializes oh, in. Oh, I'm sorry. I, have fun I, with a story like that, not with an Italian guy story. Uh, oh, so no, so me, story. me watching my team crush a guy oh, and enjoying it. Oh, they're your team again it. now? Now they're your team again? No, they win a couple of games? Okay, here we go. Okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I've had okay, so Richard? much fun yeah. ribbing y'all about the Saints well, this year. Are you, are you like sucking down helium between uh, six segments? What's no. going on here? No, not at all. Got the nitrous oxide working? What's going and on? Look, all it takes is one little poke, and Borky gets mad about the Saints. Just one. Just this one. I'm very satisfied with the current uh, game they put on the field yesterday. Calling into question my loyalty is like yeah. lame, lowbrow, like fine bomb stuff. But that's okay. I'll take you it. You know, if they if they win a couple of games, I mean, it really feels like not only could they be a playoff team, but a really good chance Dennis Allen could be back again next year too. Hey, look! If they go to the playoffs, right, what a playoff game and whatever. I mean, if if they if they pull that off, then. Okay. I mean, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like good news long term. Great, great news. Very exciting. Uh, yeah. Winner, James Cook and my Buffalo Bills destroying the Cowboys and bringing them back to earth. Loser, Jack Prescott, unfortunately, for not doing it again. 
Uh, oh, Debbie Rough day for strong. Dak yesterday. Debbie and Ocean Springs. Falcons are the biggest losers, and I hate the cowgirls. Very good. Uh, Just terrible. I always liked uh, Debbie. Dwayne and Brandon winner. Jake Browning backing up for Joe. Thanks to that sorry O-line. You would think they would spend money on getting a better one. Joe's been put out twice. Uh, winner. Go. Content creator. Is that Dr. Lupo? Dr. Lupo? Dr. Lupo. Dr. Lupo and friends for raising a million dollars for St. Jude in 24 hours. Loser. Very cool. Richard Mendenhall. Come on, man. Whew. Rough comments what there. What in the world? We'll be right back. Mm, from the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. Got a fourth down decision coming up for Old Dominion. They've got it fourth and five from the 30, leading by seven with three and a half minutes to play. You make the call, boys. You kicking a field goal? So uh, be a 47-yard field goal try to make it a two-score game? You going to punt and try and pin them deep, or are you going to go for it? We're going to go for it. How good's your kicker? I don't know. Nah. They have the offense on the field, but they're doing the old, we're going to pretend like we're going to run a play and try and draw them off size and move some guys around and fake it again and fake it again, and now we'll take a timeout. Western Kentucky did not jump. So they're going to have to think about it a little bit and decide. You're going for it, though, hey, Dad? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And in a game where a game where timeouts are probably going to be needed, mm-hmm. you just gave one away. You did. You did. And Western Kentucky has only one remaining. I absolutely hate that, by the way. Hate. Despise it. Despise it. It rarely works, either. Allen had bad timeout management yesterday. It didn't matter, but there were a couple of times right before the half. It's like, what are you, what are you doing right now? It's, it's one of those things where if, if you if you get up, to, if you you look decisive, and like the ball spotted, you get on the ball, you get under center, you start making, you can maybe get them to do it. But when you're looking at the sidelines and you're thinking about it, and, and then you get in the form, they know that you're just sitting there. They know. Yeah. And, and then a well-coached team isn't going to give that up. I actually think it would be far more effective if you gave the whole fake it, fake it, try and get them to jump, and then you know how you it look, you change the play and you put somebody in motion? Yeah. If you ran a play at that point? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Hey, uh, let's talk quarterbacks just for a second because there's, there's some college quarterback news over the last – 20 hours. And we've had a portal flip, by the way. A portal flip? portal flip? Uh, well, and here's the thing about how portal guys are being reported sometimes. It was reported that A.J. Swan was going to South Carolina. I don't think he ever publicly said he was, but it was reported. Nope. He's reportedly now going to LSU, which, again, interesting, as all get out, him going to LSU, but... As, uh, We're doing some weird quarterback choices. 
as a fan of a team who has to play LSU next year, I fully endorse A.J. Swan as the next quarterback of the Louisiana State University Fighting Tigers. I mean, and, and he's shown fully some endorsed. flashes of being good, but you want to yeah, talk about a cliff that you're falling off of to go from Daniels to this fella. Yeah, he ain't Jaden Daniels, brother. Mm-mm. All right, so so three quarterback news items. Number one, Malachi Nelson. Remember that name? Former five-star, went to Southern Cal. So Caleb Williams is going to the NFL, right? We're, 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 right. We're, yes, yes. yes. Caleb Williams is going yes. to the NFL. So theoretically, this is Malachi Nelson's team. Well, they, they're bringing in the Kansas State. I, I, know. I know. Will Will Howard. Um, but beat Will Howard out, man. Go beat him out. Malachi Nelson is uh, in the transfer portal. Hmm. Uh, number two. Dylan Raiola, this has been rumored for most of the last week. The Georgia Bulldogs commit out of high school. Uh, highest ranked recruit, number eight overall in ESPN's ranking, to pick the Nebraska Cornhuskers since ESPN began ranking high school players in 2006. Dylan Raiola is going to Nebraska. He has welched on his commitment to Georgia, and he is going to Nebraska where his father and is it his uncle also played? Oh, they tried the field goal, and Western Kentucky blocked it. Mm. Should have gone for it. Porky, you asked me what the, uh, the kicking situation was. I didn't know, but I didn't feel just, like, great about Western uh, Old Dominion's kicking situation. Sanchez hit that one low. Never had a chance. All right, Western Kentucky, 253 to go, great field position, down 35-28. Famous Toastery Bowl. Wherever in the Carolinas, we should go to a famous toastery. Have you eaten there before? No. Okay. But it specializes in brunch. It's probably good. Brunch and alcohol. It's right up Porky's Alley. Um, And then other quarterback news, Jaden Daniels, not playing in the bowl game for LSU. What? You had three quarterback things. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure Will Rogers going to Washington was going to be one of them. We knew that a week ago. It's just official now. Well, and we didn't know, no. I thought for sure you would have that on, on, on the list. Yeah, help me out here. That was actually a standalone item. I just wanted to do the quick quick three newsy items and then get to Will Rogers well, because I wanted it? you to discuss it in greater detail. Help me out with that one. Because in the Portal era, you get a lot of people that when their player leaves, like you've got a radio host in South Carolina talking about Juice Wells and Bible verses today because that's the, the right way to approach that. Loser behavior. You you're just you get it all over. Oh, he's not that good. Didn't want him anyway. Going from Michael Penix's skill set to Will Rogers' skill set is... Oh, what a catch! Very different. Sorry. I, I mean, very different. 
and with the the guys that are in the portal that can do similar things to Michael Penix, choosing Rodgers to do what Washington currently does is an, an interesting choice. The way we described it is, when we get to January, somebody's going to look foolish. And I don't know if it's the Mississippi State people who are saying, I don't get it, or if it's Washington for taking Will Rogers. Because what you just said is correct. When, Will, there is a vast difference between Will Rogers and Michael Penix. Penix is a much bigger arm. Not a great runner, you know, not a guy I would put in a situation where your quarterback needs to run, but a good enough athlete to get away from pressure, to be able to roll out, things like that. Rodgers, not that. Just just not that. So I I don't I don't know. I don't quite know. You know, Kalen DeBoer has been a very successful offensive coach, very good head coach. I would never tell you that I know more about football than him, but I am confused by this decision for for, for Washington. It's a great situation for, for Rodgers. He's going to go in and look like he'd be, he's going to be the starting quarterback of a team that's currently in the college football playoff. Have some great weapons around him, no question. But I don't know if he's the trigger man that that works for that that uh, that uh, that offense. I feel like Kalen DeBoer probably deserves the benefit of the doubt because his offenses have been good. And he's made good decisions, and he's brought quarterbacks in. You're, you're right. Now, one area that I see a similarity between Penix and, and Rodgers is accuracy. Or at least Will Rogers before this year. He was not accurate this year, but he was hurt also this year. Um, the last couple of years, I mean, Will Rogers, very, very accurate with the football. So is Penix. But arm strength is different. I mean, Michael Penix... He's got a big arm. He's got a big arm. NFL arm. And Will Rogers has not shown that. I mean, hey, did, I keep wondering if, like, the South Carolina game this year was an out-of-body experience for Will Rogers. He threw it well deep that night. He pushed the ball down the field that night. I mean, there was just a lot there. I was like, I, I haven't seen that from Will Rogers. So is that in the tank? Are they going to coach him differently? Do they have a better strength and conditioning program where they're going to improve, you know, velocity? And I, I, I don't know. I don't either. I, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't look at what Washington did this year and say that's an offense that Will Rogers could thrive in. Yeah, I really thought he would try to find someone who runs a little bit more traditional air raid as much as you can find these days of that. Um, I did not expect Washington to be his end up spot. But again, so somebody's going to be wrong at the end of this. And, you know, we'll look up in, in January, and if Washington's back in the college football playoff, we'll know. Well, I'm going to be interested to see how Washington rebuilds. I, I do think Kalen DeBoer, very, very good. But... Also, you're talking about um, losing Roma Dunze. He's a junior. Mm-hmm. Stud. Yeah. Losing Michael Penix. Stud. So, I don't know, man. Will Rogers, Big Ten quarterback. Yeah. Plays the Apple Cup week three. 
Yeah, and that's the other piece of it, right? It, it, it's not Washington navigating a Pac-12 schedule with Will Rogers. It's Washington in the Big Ten. Washington in the Big Ten. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We'll take a timeout. We are back with you right after this. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. What's the big red blob's name at Western Kentucky? Hilly Topper? I don't know. Topper? I I just know he's Grimace's cousin. Well, he's happy right now because Western Kentucky has tied this game at 35 with 19 seconds to play. They did not choose to do the go for two, let's win it or lose it right here. All I'm curious, when you have all the momentum in the game like Western Kentucky does, do you agree with, just kick the extra point, let's send this thing to overtime, we'll go win it there. No. In a bowl game, I might just go for it. In a bowl game, I mean, the winner, even the winner, doesn't really get anything. He's got a nice trophy, but in a, in a, in a actual game in the regular they might get season, toast I, it would, for life. I would. Oh, I think it. Uh, now, I didn't consider that. I'll be honest really? with you. I didn't consider that there could be a lifetime of toast involved. True, and there might not be. I'm just saying, but they they might. Something like in that, a regular sure. season game, though. I have other thoughts, though. But you are two and a half yards from winning the game, right? So if you score to to become down one, essentially ending the game or sending it to overtime, depending on your choice, you're two and a half yards from winning the game. There's no guarantee when you go to overtime you'll be two and a half yards from winning the game again. And in the college overtime, you could end up having to do dueling two-point conversions anyway. What happens if uh, you go to overtime, you kick the extra point, and... You lose the coin toss, and they take the ball and score a touchdown on you in the opening possession. So, so you're 25 yards away from tying the game again. If you're only two and a half yards from a win, go for the win right there. You may never get that close again. Western Kentucky's quarterback that's playing today and playing quite well today, Caden Veltkamp, this year, was one of two for four yards prior to this ballgame. But uh, transfer portal, Austin Reed out, got to play somebody, and uh, he has played quite well today. Devil's advocate, Borky. We play the other side of the coin. Let's hear it. You were down 35-14 to with 14 minutes and 39 seconds to go in this ballgame. Your team has fought all the way back. You're going to risk it on a two-point conversion, not giving them a chance to win it straight up in overtime? Even more so when that was where you were at one point, yeah. Yeah, but if you don't get it, it's like over. It's like, well, what do we do all that coming from behind for? To have a chance to win the game. Mm. I'm very pro win the game when you have a chance to right then and there. Don't prolong 
what you have to do. If you have an opportunity, take it. This game, I feel like, underscores our conversation from Friday. Yeah. What else would you rather be doing on Monday afternoon than watching a back-and-forth college football game where one team came from 21 down in the fourth quarter to force overtime with 7,000 people in the stands? Well, 2,000 people in the stands. Regardless, a great game. People want less of this. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend if that's you. Well, well but, wrong. But the 12-team playoff, the bowl games are going to matter less. As if this one matters at all. I mean, honestly, if there's a 12-team playoff, does Western Kentucky's bowl game matter any less? No, it doesn't the matter already. How can anything... Western Kentucky isn't playing in the game. How, how can any bowl game that starts at 2 o'clock on a Monday have any meaning whatsoever. That's not a holiday. Like, if New yeah. Year's Day is on a Monday, fine. But this is not. This is December the 18th. What meaning does this game have? None. Play it. Yeah. John on the ceasefire text line, too bad bowl games are meaningless. He says, I love all of them. So do we, John. So do we. Somebody said, and that's why Michael is not the coach. Well, coaches make that decision all the time, though. So should they not be coaches anymore? Or is it just me? Because well, it's it's not like there was a true because a lot of people's rule is on the road we're going for two. Yeah, but that's why I'm not a coach though because I would go for two even though that's a decision that is common practice in coaching at all levels of football. Well, he probably Smart wouldn't want guy. those people to be their coach e- his coach either. Yeah, well that that's oh we just got a little go monarchs on the uh, ceasefire text line. Yeah, fans of everybody everywhere. It's great. You get a sack on first and first down in overtime. Old Dominion got the ball offensively first in overtime. And they got sacked? They did on first down. Got a uh, good bull rush off the edge. Running back didn't do a very good job chipping, and the quarterback goes down for a loss of four. So we got second and 14 from the 29. Just do play-by-play on the famous toastery bowl between yeah. Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. Oh, they hand it off on second and 14, and he falls down. Got about a yard and a half. They got third and 12 coming up. Velt Camp, which is a real last name of the quarterback for Western Kentucky, is going to have his chance to be the hero. Velt Camp. Had two pass attempts all season long prior to today. Five o'clock hour, college football fix coming up next. Take the friggin' wax out of your ears. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say, sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Pretty paper. Pretty ribbon. Oh, Big Red is dancing in Charlotte. Wrap your press. Great song. To your darling. We're in overtime. First of all, add a loser to the list. They moved this game from ESPN to ESPN2 between second and third down in overtime so that Monday night countdown could start. Oh. I'm sure ESPN makes more money on that, I understand. Um, so 
Old Dominion had it third and 13. They gained 13 yards down to the 15, and then they had a big run down to the one. First and goal, read option, stuffed. Second and goal, read option, stuffed. No, no, no. Second and goal, quarterback keeper on a read option, and he got tackled at the one. Third and goal, tush push, stuffed. Fourth and goal, going to go for it, out of the shotgun, lining up for another read option. Offensive lineman flinches, hey, Dad. And so it's fourth and six. They, a- they, they line up to kick the field goal. Blocked again! They tell you the snap count in the huddle. I don't know if, how how other football teams do it. That's why I'm always, always familiar with it, though. Oh, we get this uh, guy in the stands from Old Dominion who just just said a hail mary. Little, little sign of the cross and a hail mary. There he is. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Now we got uh, now we got Western Kentucky from the twenty five. This. This Eddie old man head coach looks as flustered as any human being I've ever seen in my life. He is just, he is saving. His team had a three-touchdown lead 14 minutes ago. Uh, that's going nowhere. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock. By the way, this is a college football fix. It's driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. Holiday sales event means savings. So for the college football fix, what are we doing? We're giving you real live college football on a Monday afternoon. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion tied at 35 in overtime. Got a third and 11 coming up now for Western Kentucky after an incomplete pass. Hey, Dad, you didn't love the first oh, play call, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. No. This is, this is run the ball, why don't we? If you get a defensive stop, are, are you by law required to take a shot at the end zone on your first play in overtime? No, not in overtime. In a regular, in, in not in overtime, yes. You get a turnover, I'm a big fan of taking a shot. But in this situation where you just need a field goal to win, you, you, I would be running the ball three times. Oh, broken tackle and a first down for Western Kentucky on third and 11. Why do I feel so invested? Oh, you got to get him down. You got to get him down there. Goodness gracious. Oh, I feel so invested in this game. We get a uh, message, ceasefire text line. Somebody's got a uh, seven bet same game parlay. So we got Eagles Seahawks tonight. Yeah. Which means you got A.J. Brown on one side, D.K. Metcalf on the other. We'll give you the, uh, the seven legs of the parlay after this play. So first and 10 from the 12 for Western Kentucky. Overtime. Tied at 35. They were down 35-14. Flag comes in. Yeah, pass interference. Just ripped the receiver to the ground. All right, so here are the seven legs of the parlay. Eagles win. (laughs) If you're going to interfere, man, there you go. Jalen Hurts touchdown. Yes. A.J. Brown touchdown, yes. D.K. Metcalf touchdown, yes. Jalen Hurts over 33.5 rushing yards. D.K. Metcalf over 61.5 receiving yards. Jalen Hurts over 21.5 passing completions. That might be the one that, that gets you. I think. I mean, you can see DK and AJ scoring. They do it quite often. 
You can see Jalen Hurts scoring, especially with the brotherly shove. 22 completions, though. That's the one that might also, get you. Hurts is going to play tonight, but he's he's he is questionable. He's sick. I don't know how much running he'll want to do. Ten dollar uh, yeah, might get one, but seven bet parlay to pay four hundred ten dollars. Hey, it's a great parlay. Don't get me wrong. Saying yeah. that that might be the one that gets you doesn't mean that that's not a. And man, the uh, the the a mobile mine, sports uh, betting. Uh, maybe the maybe people disagree with this uh, that are involved in it. I just I know that I would do the same thing tonight. Watching Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. I got to clean the house before we get going, and I would I put ten bucks on the game and throw a little parlay and 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 watch it. And I would probably lose it, and I would do that often. Twenty nine yard uh... field goal from Western Kentucky. That is a winner. Look at that. There we go. Go crazy, Big Red. Go crazy. Guy I know made what he's calling the Phil Longo boosted parlay tonight. He's got 10 bucks to win 120. 70, 70 plus receiving yards for both AJ and DK Metcalf, and a touchdown from both AJ and DK Metcalf. It's the Longo special, is what he's calling it. Mm. Oh, by, by the way. Richard, you uh, mischaracterized this game as DKVAJ, uh, even though that's how the NFL is selling it. You should have said Fletcher Cox versus Charles Cross, and 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 you didn't, and therefore, you know, as always, as always, you know, that's what I expect. My apologies. Those two will actually face each other, I guess, at some point. They will, yeah. <laughs> they they actually will. But we could go back to the, what the 2016 state championship game, and we'll see if DK wants to cover AJ again. Ooh, I mean, why, why would? I mean, why AJ would probably love to cover DK? Not even a top ten player in the state, man. <laughs> it's worked out. Dwayne and Brandon enjoyed the play-by-play. How fun <sighs> was that? The famous Toastery Bowl. Probably only a one-off in Charlotte because they're going to go back to the Bahamas. Kid that had thrown two passes all season long comes in and is an absolute beast for Western Kentucky. Final stat line for Veltkamp, 40 of 52. He had thrown two passes all season. 40 of 52, 383 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. And that's how legends get made, man. Shout out to former MSU wide receiver coach, now Western Kentucky offensive coordinator, Drew Hollingshead. Called a good game there. Yeah. How about this, too? You just want to add to it? Freshman from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Nice. There you go. Hey, that's probably a good thing that Will Rogers didn't transfer to Western Kentucky. He wasn't winning the job after that performance. He wouldn't be now Connor Feldman. Goodness gracious. Not Caden. Who? Whoever. Whatever his name was. Caden yeah. Veltkamp? Veltkamp. I, I just went like the, the pitching coach on uh, on uh, Rookie of the Year there. Rosenbagger. Make up a name. Rosenbagger! Uh, uh, C-Spire text line. Just read that Georgia has entered the game for Walter Nolan. I have heard similar. That's the kind of guy that a program like Georgia wants. I, I mean... 
despite how it has felt for the last couple of days, you know, Ole Miss isn't going to get every portal play. They still may get this one. Don't get me wrong, but if you're going to swim in those waters, man, other people want to swim in those waters too. And so it shouldn't surprise you that Georgia wants a guy like that. No, 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 no. And uh, apparently Georgia has made what some have described as a compelling offer. Negotiations. <laughs> a uh, compelling offer. Uh, ooh, I just like I just like the picture of Walter Nolan sitting there going, "I'm intrigued." Um, Tell me more. I have uh, I have heard some whispers that um, certain family members were on board with the decision to move forward with Ole Miss, and then there was a wait, but. Uh, from perhaps another family member. Finally, revenge for Georgia for Laramie Tunsil after all these years. Uh, sorry to derail this. Western Kentucky players are currently doing snow angels in real, actual toast that they were able to dump on their coach after the Toast game. angels. Toast angels. Well, I mean, thanks for showing Sit us there that with a straight face and tell me these bowl games aren't awesome. What do you get your kids for Christmas? Socks? Uh, you big sock guy. Uh, is that something uh, Georgia is allegedly willing to offer up to seven figures for Nolan? Is that something that Ole Miss could match? I mean, I would imagine they were already there. I, I, would, I imagine that was I the starting point. Were, I would say they were in the neighborhood. Yeah, and if you've Probably got, there was the definitely street, a two comma offer within a house or two. Two comma offer. If 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 you're really going all in, which it appears that they are. Man, can't, if you can get this kid, don't lose this kid. Jason Columbus, many a man, has stories of hooking the big one only to not get it in the boat. Yeah. That is a, True story. That is a good point. Um, it's never over in recruiting until it's over. It, it's a little easier to swallow not getting it in the boat when you've already limited out on everything else. But still, you, you want the trophy. Because the trophy is the one that everybody goes... Oh, wow. Tell me the story about that one. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. The Brian Setzer Orchestra. Oh, yeah. I've heard those guys in a while. Good to have them back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, of course, on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations. We are uh, we're glad to be with you. We, uh, we hope that you have already made genteel a part of your Christmas plans in terms of gift-giving or perhaps uh, gifting for yourself. The, uh, the deadline to get normal ground shipping and get it before Christmas has passed. That was uh, last week. But expedited shipping is still an option. you got to do that uh, by tomorrow in order to uh, get your gear before Christmas. 
Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Check them out online at genteelapparel.com. Great looking stuff. Right, we are uh, we got the Genteel trifecta going on here today. Actually, maybe it's like the Quinfecta. Hey, Dad's got the shirt. I got a shirt and a pullover. Forky's got a short uh, shirt and a quarter zip going. Uh, we all love it, and and we're not just telling you pullovers that because... on the chair. Oh, so a six fecta. It's a little warm in the office. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. It's an exacta. It's an exacta. We all are doubled up. That's an exacta. Very good. Very good. Um, yes, we are thankful that Genteel is a part of the show, but. I will uh, will tell you this. I was wearing Genteel stuff before they were a partner, and uh, I hope it's not after because I hope they're a partner with us forever. But um, love the stuff, and you will too. Genteelapparel.com, men's specialty stores all across the state of Mississippi. Um, hmm. Spencer Brookhaven, dang, Richard, you've been bringing it this evening. ESPN Live play-by-play on a game I can't watch because I'm hunting. Took a shot at Borky for his Saints, and that's why I've been listening to this show for seven years. <laughs> Love it from Spence in Brookhaven. That's why? <laughs> Somebody oh. also asked if uh, if we had express written consent from ESPN to describe the actions of that game. I don't, surely I'm That's a good guy. point. I mean, I work. I only had express written consent from the NCAA, not from ESPN, so we might be in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Somebody said, I don't really even like sports, but I enjoy listening to you guys. You keep it fun. We appreciate that. That's a a good listener there. That's what we like to see. That is is very kind of you to say. Um, I suppose if we are going to hype up the bowl games as they are happening, we should uh, remind... Remind you of what happened over the uh, weekend as well. Um, let's see here. Quickly, scores from the weekend. Ohio 41, Georgia Southern 21. That was a little surprise. Georgia Southern didn't, want to, didn't show up. They just did not show up. To that. Ohio they like, did not want a to bunch be of there. opt-outs, too, didn't they? Yeah, they, they still murdered them. So, yeah. Jacksonville stayed in overtime over Louisiana 34-31. Kicker's really first ever field goal won the game. Was it? That's what I thought too, but I think that was misreported because he kicked two field goals in the game. Oh, that—that's what they said. It was his first. Well, maybe his first ever field goals were that game, but yeah, yeah. his him, first ever overtime field goal in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Him doing the breathing exercises was really cool, actually. Watching him on the sideline, I mean, he he was up against the wall of the Superdome, like like kind of stared at the wall, uh, Billy Madison style. But he was breathing. You could see his arms going up, and then and then he was he was centering himself and just taking big deep breaths and calming himself down. And the sideline reporter said he was telling himself as he was going through that routine that hey, you're built for this. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're meant to. Do. Talking to himself out loud, and some people like on Twitter were kind of making fun of him. That is beautiful mental health. That is exactly how you prepare yourself to do something that you've never done before. It was textbook, and it was so cool to see that because they're humans, right? I mean, he's a 20-year-old dude. Yeah. He was nervous, and so he calmed himself down. Have you heard the audio? Of him? Yeah, we've got the audio. Here it is. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. (laughs) And doggone it, people like me. I'm good enough. I'm Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Just saying that over and over. But well, th- talking to the wall. That's awesome. That, that's Great. so cool. It just it's sitting there, hey, I'm nervous, man. And, and I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to tell myself I'm not. And I'm going to take a bunch of deep breaths and I'm going to nail a game winner for my team. Pretty cool. App State beats Miami of Ohio 13 to 9 in a torrential downpour. Shout out Chris Budden, sideline reporter. That's a tough scene. Uh, Fresno State. That was a fun State. game to watch, though. Yeah. Fresno State beat the brakes off of New Mexico State. Tough one for Jerry Kill. And then they, uh, I was surprised by that result. After the fact in which he did not hold back. Mm. Well, his name isn't Jerry Nice. Uh, UCLA 35, Boise State. I was about to get mad. I was about to get mad if you don't <laughs> sold that joke. That's a good joke. And Texas Tech beat Cal 34 <laughs> 14. Did you see me? You like you, there was a little silence. I literally turned. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> I didn't actually. I was looking at the computer screen. And I, I got to it and then I turned. Gronk is the uh, football version of Shaq, by the way. You know how Shaq is just uh, super yeah. likable. Everybody loves Shaq. Everything he's involved in is awesome. He's just got high energy and people love him. Gronk is that for football. He, he so if, yeah. he was the presenter or whatever the. Producer yeah, of the Jimmy, LA Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel was busy this year. Yeah, but they gave yeah. it to Gronk. Gronk sang the national anthem terribly, but he did it. <laughs> it was so bad. Hey, more famous, Gronk or Jimmy Kimmel? At this point, Gronk. 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 At what point? At Gronk. Gronk. NFL stars. We are sports fans. Has he married? What's I think her name know yet? Who Gronk is though. Who? Taylor Swift? No, Gronk is is dating like she That's was the, the cover guy. model of Sports Illustrated swimsuit to Camille something whatever. I mean, Gronk's all American dude. Hey, it was like Google image search. I'll be right back. Um, but during the game, they were <laughs> Not interviewing on the work him, computer. And the the sideline reporter whose name I can't remember apparently did sidelines for the Patriots on their local television broadcast for a long time. And he's like, he he looks at her and points at the camera and says. She is so much better than you at this job, and all that stuff. He, he's so funny, but he called out UCLA fans. The game is played in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and he said, there are more more Boise State fans here than you, and they are louder than you. What's wrong with you? Live on the game broadcast. Caleb Burton was the sideline reporter. So I, I guess her, her father did the Patriots so does- games for a long time, but he, he, he pointed the camera, he's like, I know you're watching. She's way better than you at this. It was really funny. It's very cool. So does baseball have that guy? We have Gronk, we have Shaq. Does baseball have a guy like that? They don't, do they? Big Poppy? Eh, he cheated. I don't think that's him. He did. He did. There's not a guy baseball like that. It could have been Manny Ramirez, but it's not really. Could it be Bryce Harper when he's done? Doesn't have a one-syllable nickname. Harp? Yeah. We just called him Harp. I don't know. No. Baseball doesn't have. Okay, here's baseball's problem. That guy? Sorry, the guy that texts in that thinks I hate. I don't hate baseball, but I'm real about baseball. Baseball doesn't have You're compelling stars like Gronk. They, they don't have that guy. He doesn't exist. Ceasefire text line. I love that you listen for the solid three hours. Borky doesn't think Italians are cool, but he thinks breathing is interesting. <laughs> hey, uh, did you watch DeVito play? Because I did. That's a great text. He stunk, and he's not interesting. He's just Italian. 
It's not a care. It's not a cool character trait. Being it's just, Italian makes you interesting. No, it doesn't. This is John Crook. He's been out of the game for like thirty years, though. Yeah, and yeah, the breathing no, no. thing was cool to see because not enough, like, not enough people when they're frustrated or angry do or, or nervous or whatever do stuff like that. And that was a really cool thing in front of a million. When they're people. frustrated or angry, Italians do this, and they lose to the Saints in do the, the Superdome while playing terribly and getting sacked too much. Yes, they do. No, the disrespect. He cheated too. Fake personality. Oh. Yeah, A Rod, no, no chance. That's not it. That's not it. Who is that guy for baseball? There isn't a popular enough. I'm, there are great personalities in baseball. There's just not popular enough ones that have that kind of personality that capture also, national attention. Also, superstars. Shaq and Gronk were superstar players that exactly. won championships. Mm-hmm. There, there is that. That guy does not exist in baseball. It's like if Derek Jeter had a personality, he'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'd be willing to bet. He's just got lots of fruit baskets. You'd be willing to bet. Somebody said it's 31 yards and not a million people. I'd be willing to bet the New Orleans Bowl seven figures of an audience. You tell me what, how many people you think watched it, and, and we'll make a bet. And I promise you I'm righter on this one than you are. Sports Talk Mississippi. We're going to the ceasefire text line when we get back because Cody's got some thoughts on NIL that are going to make us laugh and perhaps make us think. We'll be back right after this. Again. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say it. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happiest season. You're bored sitting around tonight looking for something to, uh, I don't even know if entertain is the right word. Check out the uh, back and forth between Richard Mendenhall and Jason Whitlock on Twitter. That is, uh, that is something. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Connect and protect. Give your kids the phone or device that they want and uh, get the peace of mind that you need as a parent because you've got parental controls. You know that they will be protected online. Learn more at cspire.com. Ceasefire customer inspired. So I mentioned this before the break. Cody and Tupelo sent us a message. He said he had NIL thoughts for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. He starts with State. He said, NIL thoughts on State. One, either State doesn't have the 10-plus million in NIL everyone thinks they have, or two, they are rolling it into a high-interest Roth IRA, or three, it's not the end of the world, and it's going to take Levy two or three years. Those are Cody's thoughts on Mississippi State's 
NIL. His thoughts on Ole Miss's NIL. One, either they have more NIL money than 95% of college football, or two, it's a Texas A&M situation, a lot of money being promised not to be delivered after the fact, or three, Lane Kiffin is the best coach and recruiter in the country, and Ole Miss is winning a title. Has A&M been accused of not following through on what they said they would? I, I, I have might, not seen Might have got confused with Florida there. Yeah, that, that's a Florida. A&M just didn't win with the guys. They just didn't win. Yeah, they paid their guys. They, they, yeah. they just didn't win with them, yeah. But there's there's a thing, a phenomenon that's going uh, on. Because the same thing happens with Missouri and Louisville, too. I mean, if you want to remove Ole Miss from this conversation, talk about those two. Is Missouri so much richer than Georgia? Well, no. But there's organization that matters here. Again, the aforementioned Florida. Florida is a disorganized mess in the NIL space. So even though Florida traditionally has more money than that of a Missouri and a bigger stadium, which would lead you to believe that there are more fans than Missouri, Missouri's organized. United is another word that you can use. Collected. Uh, to make a pun out of it. But that's also at play. You can have a program with a ton of money like Texas A&M, but if they're not efficient with it, if they're not united and together and using it in a streamlined way, it doesn't really matter how much you have. Florida offered Jaden Rashada $13 million, and they didn't even have it. That kind of thing's not happening with Louisville and Missouri and, yes, Ole Miss. You don't have to be the richest to be way, efficient I, and structured and organized to get stuff like this done. If I may interrupt you just for a second, the offer that Florida made to Jaden Rashada is so out of whack with every other large amount of money that is being paid to players that it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, first of all, if you're going to pay somebody $13 million, you're assuming he's only going to be there three years. So you're talking about paying a single player over $4 million a year. Nobody's doing that. Caleb Williams did not get that kind of money at Southern Cal. I would, I would venture a guess that as public as Nico Ayamalieva's deal was at Tennessee that the numbers are not what they were purported to be. Right. The, the, the idea that a single player is getting a multi-year, eight-figure deal from a collective, if you believe that, then I'm, I'm telling you someone has lied to you. And in the... And in some cases, national media members have lied to you because they don't know. They're guessing. They're believing what they're being told. They're, they're, there's a lot of that kind of money is not being passed around. It's just not. So let's go back to Cody's text, though. So as it pertains to state. Hey, Ned, his first point is 
Maybe they don't have as much money as everybody thought they had. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Look, a, a lot. Th- this idea. Can I use eight million as as a number that was kind of generally thought to be in the neighborhood of where Mississippi State believed they were going to end up? Is that close to reasonable? To it's it's a little low, but yeah. Let's do, just just for the sake of this conversation, let, let's call it eight. Huh? That does not mean that Charlie Winfield, in his law office, was holding a handful of checks that totaled $8 million. That's not what that means. It means that... Some number of people came together and said, we are willing to give this. Generally speaking, these NIL deals are not being paid in lump sums up front. There may be a few exceptions, but most of these things are being paid in monthly installments, either on a 12-year deal or during the school year. And and so, you, you disagree with what I'm saying there? A 12-year deal. I'm sorry, 12-month. E- either either oh, okay. over the course of, if it's a okay. year-to-year thing, it's either over 12 months or over the course of a school year. Sorry, not 12 years, 12 months. Right. And, and so if, if Mississippi State finished out its football roster, and let's say that the number that we were using was $8 million, and that was spread across all the sports, Let's just say that five million of that went to football. That doesn't mean that he had to have five million dollars in hand today. That means that the entire football roster for the upcoming season had a salary of five million dollars. It would be paid out over some period of time to individual players and broken up. And I'm just using this as an example. These are not real numbers. If they are, they are by accident. And and so you've got, for lack of a better way to describe it, a payroll that you've got to meet each month. That's how it works. Whatever you believe the numbers are for Ole Miss, it's the same way. Five million divided by twelve months. By the way, four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars a month. I think Cody has the right answer in his uh, in his text here, and it's option three. It's not the end of the world. It's going to take maybe two or three years. It's going to be a process. Even if the state had gotten Dylan Gabriel this year, I mean, I don't think he elevates them past maybe seven, eight wins. At most, you know, they have a lot, a lot, a lot of questions on the defensive side of the ball. Right now, if you put together a Mississippi State starting defensive lineup, there's not a proven SEC player in there outside of maybe DeMonte Russell, and all he's proven is that he's not great. He might be good on his best day. State has a lot of issues. This is going to be a bit of a rebuild. State fans need to accept that word and embrace that word. It's not 1995. It doesn't mean that you know it's going to be four years before State's back in a bowl game. You know, State can get to six and six this year. They can do that. 
That needs to be the benchmark for success. It's just getting back to a bowl game in year one and let Levy. That's kind of what Ole Miss's first year was. Now that Ole Miss team was better than this state team was going to be. Kiffin's first team because they had Corral, they had an NFL quarterback already on the roster, but they were they would have. I mean, they won. They went four games in the SEC, which means they probably would have been an eight and four football team. Yeah, and that was exciting. I don't know that states so that was weird anyway. Right, right. That's, like that's what I'm saying. A if you bonus year to start with, yeah. So, but I mean, that team, that team, there was a process there, right? The next year they were much better. I'm not saying State's going to jump to ten wins next year. I'm not telling you that, but I am saying that he got fans excited, even though they were losing some games. I mean, that Alabama game that, that they lost, sixty three forty eight. A lot of people will tell you that was that was almost like a win just because you were so competitive with Alabama after three or four years of getting blown out by them. Yeah. So that's what state fans need to see in, in year one, just being more competitive, let the offense look good. You know, I think there's another thing to look at with Ole Miss also. I mean, how are they doing this on the defensive side? You remember where Pete Golden coached before he coached Ole Miss? He was a defensive coordinator at Alabama. He was recruiting all of these guys out of high school. There were relationships that were there, and so it's not like they were starting from ground zero with some of these guys. We'll be back. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Start yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Is a thing to say. One last time with you on this Monday afternoon. Tomorrow, uh, Will East will be in the chair for Michael Borky. Brian Haydad will be here for the full three hours, and I'll be here for part of the time. We've got a basketball game tomorrow night. Uh, Western Carolina and Van- Slackers, both of you. Uh, and then yeah. uh, Brian Haydad and Will East and I will be with you for the remainder of the week, including on Friday. Maybe you're traveling, and we will do our best to entertain. I'll go ahead and tell you, Food Friday is going to be two segments in the 5 o'clock hour. Just, it, it will happen. I'm down. It will I got happen. a great hey, Food Friday ready. If you are looking for a new Ford vehicle or Toyota vehicle, Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford, that is the place to go. Really good selection on the, on the lot right now. I, I have driven through a couple of times lately. Bunch of F-150s, really got a great selection of trucks right now. There's some Broncos, Bronco Sports uh, that are available. Huge selection of used vehicles and uh, some great stuff on the Toyota lot. So if uh, if you're out of ideas and just say, you know what, just need a new vehicle for Christmas, they'll take care of you. Or maybe you just need a new vehicle, period. Uh, They certainly will take care of you. Service department is outstanding. I've had a couple of uh, things that I've worked with them on lately. And uh, they've just been great. They'll get you in and out as quickly as possible. And, uh, in fact, if you are local to Oxford and you need basic service done, oil change, tire rotation, air filters cleaned, whatever it is, they will come and get your vehicle. They will take it to the service department, do what is needed, and return it to you at no charge to you. So, now, the service you'll have to pay for. But the pickup and the delivery, that is gratis. Uh, Belt Ford, Oxford, Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. 
Uh, let's see here. A couple, uh, couple of things on the ceasefire text line. Dwayne and Brandon says, Borky, have a great Christmas, you and James. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. We'll see you next week. Can we agree that the Ole Miss alumni collectively have more expendable income than Mississippi State? I'm not agreeing to that because I don't know. I would agree that Richard Cross has more expendable income than Brian Hayden. I would agree to that. There is this phenomenon that is existing, though, where people, uh, Richard during a break brought brought up Wes Rucker. Uh, I've seen it all over where national people are like, how can they afford this? How, How can... A school in Mississippi afford this. It's so. I mean, condescending. You, you you get the condescension about this state all the time. I mean, I've lived in different states. I have family all over the South and and a few states up north, and there's very little difference between the places that we all live. But you're talking about a school with twenty five thousand students, with an elite accounting school and a good business school and engineering and a medical school. Like You think that a college of that size wouldn't have wealthy alumni willing to do what it takes to win in football, which is extremely important to the institution? I just I don't understand that. How do they have this much money? Well, because they have a lot of people that went there that are successful in life that want to win in football. I also had a friend say to me the other day, and I agree with this, if not for the NCAA investigation and how that went, don't know if you'd have a united, as a united fan base as you do today in the pay the players who cares, just win mindset. Every Ole Miss fan I interact with has that mindset. Pay them who cares, just win. It doesn't matter. Grove Collective, take my money, just go win. I don't know if it would be the exact same had that not gone down that exact way. Let's finish with this question on the ceasefire text line. Do the AD and coaches control NIL money at each school? Is there a committee at each school that makes the decision on how much to pay each player? This sounds like the process could be very time-consuming. So there, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer to that. The, the, the short legal answer is no, the coaches and the administrators do not control the money in a school's collective. Uh, I think all of us would be naive if we said there was not some level of input, but it's the collective's job to negotiate these deals. And then to the question of is there a committee, well, I mean, it depends on, hey, Dad, wouldn't you agree it depends on how a school's running it? At, at some places it could be where there's one or two people that are making the decisions. At some places maybe you've got more people that are involved. Uh, so there are places that have taken very much a scaled-down pro-front-office model into this in the way that they're going about it and deciding how to allocate money. But there's not a one-size-fits-all answer. Yeah, I agree. feels like the best answer is your head coach and your NIL collective head should really be the strongest voices, but then beyond that, I don't know. I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Thanks for spending your Monday afternoon with us. Fun show this afternoon. Enjoy uh, Monday Night Football. you got Eagles and the Seahawks coming up. And uh, we will be back with you tomorrow, just after 3 o'clock. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. From the Pearl River Resort Studios, good night.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.